handle the truth. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Clearly, don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. to another episode of the Righteous Prick Podcast. I'm your host, J.L. Covan. It is 10.36 p.m. on May 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2022. I deleted two episodes today. One, because I felt like it might get me into litigation issues if certain people ever heard it. And then the second one was okay. But then tonight, right after recording Making Podcasts Great Again, uh, um, a constitutional and political bomb dropped that a, an opinion, a draft opinion from the Supreme Court has been leaked. My guess is Clarence Thomas's wife went in there and went rogue. And uh, it turns out that uh, I guess all those things that your centrist friends always told you, that you were being ridiculous and you were being overblown, well, it turns out the cynical people who had no skin in the game and didn't really care to begin with were wrong. And it looks like an end of an era, 50-year, 49-year abortion rights structure in this country is uh, about to go bye-bye. So I thought it would be appropriate to just do a, 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 a new podcast. Now, don't worry, I'm going to complain about my comedy career and give you an update on all sorts of things. But it was just, it's a pretty big bombshell. And my, my thing is, I'm obviously not a woman. Um, my closest friends uh, know uh, some of my uh, issues around this subject. But what I will say is... If you didn't vote for Al Gore and John Kerry, then Samuel Alito is partly your fault. If you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, then Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett are kind of your fault. Now, maybe you're listening to this going, no, I'm happy with that. But probably most of you are going, "Uh, I I voted for those people. But if you didn't, 
you know, all the kind of there's there's always been this bet. Same thing in a in a in a to analogize. It's kind of the same bet that COVID people like like anti-mask libertarian types made with COVID, which is well, I'm fine and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get it, so I don't need to care about all that stuff and I'm just pro freedom until it hits one of you and then it's like oops, I didn't think this was happening because if I did think this was going to happen. I probably wouldn't have been so cavalier and reckless and cas and blase about it. And, you know, this has been a, a five decade movement. And in this country, it seems people like social media. I think that's what we've learned sort of from social media is how motivated we are as humans for negativity and for fighting back and for taking offense and, feeling like underdogs and all those that's like sort of ingrained in, in, in some ways, very in a, in, in good ways. And in some ways, very bad ways in the American psyche now. And as social media engagement will tell you negative always trumps positive. And I think for 50 years, the left and it's sort of apathetic allies in kind of the libertarian center who go, Oh, abortion's not going anywhere. I'd rather focus on low taxes, weed, and being annoying to people left of center. <laughs> well, it looks like, um, it actually happened. Uh, I'm a little sleepy. So pardon me. I think I literally just interrupted my own thought, but yeah, it, it happened. Um, and, uh, it's going to be an interesting new day, but that's, that's what I think social media showed us negative engagement and the, and the pro-life movement has been 50 years of negative engagement. Now in a, uh, I'm, I'm certain there are plenty of people in that movement who are of good heart, um, and good motivation and I think there are plenty who are not. Um, my joke, of course, about Republican Christians is they like the Old Testament, but they don't want to be Jews. So their option is to be either non-Jewish Old Testament people, which is nothing, or Christians who shun the words and teachings of Jesus, which should also be nothing. But in this country, we call those conservative Christians. <laughs> um, and they just they won their biggest their biggest win. And the thing they've been they've been clamoring for. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a weird day. And this is this is the legacy. I mean, facts are facts. Donald Trump um, further solidifies himself as a historic figure in this country. Like the, the, nobody will ever call him the greatest president because he's the worst, but he, of, if you say greatest in terms of just sheer consequence, not in terms of quality, but in terms of consequence, um, I think he's already got to be top 10. And I'm sure he'd take it. It's the Jack Sparrow, to bring up Johnny Depp, the Jack Sparrow approach, which is, you're the worst pirate I've ever heard of, but you have heard of me. 
and that's kind of, I think, how Trump approaches everything, which is like, I'd rather be famous, I'd rather be infamous than unknown. I'd rather be a notorious piece of shit than anonymous. Um, and, you know, his, his three justices, uh, including a stolen one from Obama, but I, I posted to Twitter, my take on this was basically, you know, Al Gore's boring and a career politician. Uh, John Kerry's boring. Uh, maybe we shouldn't put a Supreme Court seat, uh, fill a Supreme Court seat in an election year. Um, Hillary Clinton isn't likable. And that's how you get Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, John Roberts, who I think didn't even vote for this, to be honest. He's He's been, John Roberts is kind of, and I trust me, before you go, oh, John Roberts, Mr. Strike Down the Voting Rights Act, I get it. But John Roberts is basically the Mitt Romney of the Supreme Court. And a throwback conservative who is now uh, ineffective because there aren't enough of him. And, you know, I can't imagine. I'm sure this is very, uh, very scary for women. Uh, but more in solidarity, I think, because obviously women in blue states, women of means will not have a problem. Um, and, you know, if you just think about the GOP in total, they want more kids born in poverty to inherit a world that they are willfully allowing to be uh, a cauldron of pollution and climate disaster. That's it's 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 kind of it's kind of stunning, um, you know. And and there's there's cliches abound with this, like the the Republicans are pro life until the child's born. I know there's all those cliches, but it really rings pretty true. Um, but, you know, I'm not somebody who's going to sit here and go, I think every child, of course, has the potential to be great and to be loved and to give love and, you know, but obviously poverty, drugs, all sorts of situations, unloving people, people not ready. These can create all sorts of dangerous and scary situations. Um, and... Yeah, I, I don't need to get into my personal stuff, but all I can tell you is that I have had many reasons to, including being a Catholic, to be an ardent pro-lifer. I've, I've had, um, I have many personal reasons and reasons of faith, and I still can't bring myself to just be like, we've got to compel people to have kids. Uh, in a perfect world, uh, everybody, every kid would be uh, planned and loved and uh, provided for. And but but, the, you know, that's and it's a, it's it's an ethically I I am in that it's ethically complicated, ethically uh, tough for some people, for many people. It is in both directions, not in an ethical quandary at all. But this is a. Uh, Overall, I think a, a bad day for the country, for the Supreme Court, for rule of law, for uh, many things. And um, this is, but this is what you get um, when you're not engaged. When you're when engaged in in your your politics when when you're flippant when you're dismissive of people's fears um 
you know, but Donald Donald Trump, I mean, his 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 this to be fair, uh, this is what the I don't even think Trump I think Trump was in that fucking I'll just do what they want me to do. You think Trump Trump probably has a fucking body count like John Wick when it comes to abortion. But it's not about it's about him. It's about what well, this shit got him elected and now he is going to be, uh, you know, up for e what's the equivalent of like evangelical sainthood, like like a, a blowjob at Joel Osteen's church or something, something real super Christian like that. Um, but now, I mean, he is he is first ballot Hall of Fame evangelical president of all time um, because promises made promises kept, even if he didn't really want to make or keep those promises like it, it worked, it worked for him and his followers. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I live in Jersey. I'm from New York. The, the women in these States, uh, face no, no immediate threat of any kind, but you know, of course it's the States that do the least for their people that are going to have most women enduring something that they are probably not equipped to deal with. And, uh, you know, it's, I just wanted to start the podcast with something even more depressing and uh, uh, stressful than my comedy career, because that gives me perspective, because I was supposed to be on Pete Dominic's show today. Um, and he was kind enough on his podcast to, to say, oh, I was supposed to have JL, but then I messed that up. He did not mess that up. I messed it up. Because I became practically unhinged when we were talking before recording the episode. Not that I was angry at him, but I am, uh, you know, the issues with the special are really weighing on me still, unfortunately. And one of the reasons I didn't post a podcast is because I felt like this, this could be evidence against me in like litigation, a civil, like a civil suit. Um, but the, the basic thing is I finally actually saw the footage of the special taping in October. And all I can say is I was told something on October 24th that put me at ease, that just the quality of it was, was great and that I should relax. And it wasn't until two and a half months later that a third party who was going to pitch the special to platforms said, oh, it's too shaky. I can't sell this to a platform. We've got to reshoot it. And I was like, oh, man. But I never bothered to look at it, and it took a long time for me to get it. And then I thought I could only access audio, but I learned how to access the video yesterday. So I said, for the hell of it, let me just watch it. And from jump, it's shaky. And I'm talking like it looks like it was filmed with, with like, like, like Parkinson's shaky. And I did not say that to be flippant. It was like at times and from jump. So I just thought to myself, I was like, this was readily apparent. So, um, I know I've been taken, I know I've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, but the question I now have, unfortunately, is how far and in, is it in every direction? Like what, how did that, like, I, I don't, and the problem is the more I keep digging into this, the more frustrated and upset I get. And, and of course, here I am. I thought I would give myself – and I got very – the point is I got very, uh, very riled up with Pete, not even mad at Pete, just but, – but the rage – I, I would describe it like a nine-year-old with an AR-15. You know, it's a lot of anger being sprayed indiscriminately because – 
uh, but un not under control in any way. And he just said, he put, he gave me a quick lesson in perspective and said, I can't talk to you right now. And he didn't mean it like I'm hanging up. He was just like, this is not the right energy. This is not the right tone f uh, for the show right now. Um, and like I said, he, he just gave me a quick and effective lesson in perspective. And I felt bad after I apologized to him and, uh, you know, we move on, but the, but the special is, um, I just, I violated my, my rule, if you will, which is to independently produce my stuff, um, because I don't trust the business. And that is like one of the few things, one of the few principles I've held fast to in my comedy career, and it's never failed me. And, you know, I put all my chips into this and said, okay, this is the time to check your ego and to do it. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We have we have another taping, but man, if if you guys, I, I've given you enough of this journey that sadly I don't I don't go into this very important taping with with confidence. Um, now I'm just hoping for the best. I don't feel like I I I literally am like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try and give another greatest performance of my life and hope that a day, a week, a month later that we have a product we can work with and can sell. And that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be as big a question mark as it is in my mind. But, um, yeah, if I'd done it myself, it would have been out in February. I would have had a publicist in February pitching me. And, and I, I just thought I needed people to help. I needed, I, I, I didn't want to risk not, reaching my absolute max with this special because I felt like I had I had the goods with this and you know I, I think I get into this a little more in the bonus episode speaking of which the Patreon guys is, is really good this week um, you'll get advanced uh, access to the Joel Osteen Exorcist reboot sketch that will eventually be available for everybody but it's going up early for the Patreon that's just kind of like a little bonus but there's already uh plenty of bonus material up there a bone a great bonus podcast episode my first episode of the book review book book club and uh the first episode of mike pence gaming so uh please if you're listening to this if you like what i do i hope this is serving as a reminder and not an annoyance that you should go to patreon.com slash jl covan i'll put the link in the show notes um but yeah i'm i'm you, I've said this sort of thing before, but I am, I never wanted like, we were in this weird era now where people are like, oh, where can I donate or where can I, and I'm comedy and my work are not charity, they're work, it's commerce. So my whole thing is if you like the weeks, if you line it off, if you like the hours, days and months of free content I put out between podcasts and videos and blogs, etc. This is a chance to sort of, you know, support, yes, but also gain access to more stuff. Now, I could easily put this stuff up and probably make the same amount of money right now just off of YouTube ads and things like that. If I put like all the pence and the book reviews, it might only get, oh, this only got 900 views, it's got 3,000, but eventually in the aggregate, it'd probably add up to a few hundred bucks a year or, or maybe even a few thousand if, if nothing pops off. But I obviously want to cultivate and create uh, 
closer direct connections, whether it's the podcasts, the Patreon, or just even the free newsletter on my website. Because as we've discussed ad nauseum, the social media algorithms are not my friend at all. And I do have a lot of fans out there. And, you know, any support, just even listening to the free stuff or whatever. But obviously the, the, the key for me is, yes, growing the Patreon and having people come to shows, live shows. And, and if the special is not on a platform, obviously I would hope that every fan I have that sees or hears about it would buy it. I know that's probably not going to happen, unfortunately, but it would be very nice if tens of thousands bought it, if it doesn't go to a platform. But the point is, the more avenues I can create for direct connection is 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 helpful to me because the less I have to rely on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram sort of benevolently showing my things, the better it is for me and obviously better for fans that want to see my stuff. So um, maybe try it out this month, but I think you'll you'll enjoy what I'm doing. And it's, you know, $4. Uh, it's, there's a $7 level, but that but you basically get 95% of the stuff at four bucks a month, which is very cheap by Patreon standards. And for what I'm providing, it's I would say almost unheard of folks. So how about that? Not afraid of losing money on something that's supposed to support you. Um, but yeah, this, what a weird night. Um, I had a busy day of work, uh, and then just did making podcasts great again. And then the Supreme court, uh, announced like, uh, uh, leaked that they are going to be, uh, ending abortion rights as we know it and then i said time to redo the podcast because i don't know if it's totally tone deaf to dedicate an entire half hour to just how mad i am about my special but folks uh while you're still listening before i wrap this up i'm i don't know i have a couple other things to say but uh obviously no time like the present to buy tickets to the special may 14th 9 30 p.m in the city um you know it's I'm up to 49 tickets sold. We capped capacity at 90 so that the cameras would have more room so that people wouldn't be near them and cause the footage to vibrate for 70 minutes, making it unusable. Um, so if, if, if you're on the fence or if you have friends, you can, but I, I you know, I, I gotta get, I don't even want to set a limit because I may not even hit that, but I gotta get to like a 75 at least. Now I sold 115 tickets the first time and it was sold out over two weeks in advance. We're under two weeks, and I've got 49 tickets sold. Um, so there's 41 tickets left. So if anybody out there has a family of 40, uh, not including themselves, uh, this is the time to scoop up those tickets because that's all that I have left. But hopefully, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never really understand why my special is not kind of an event for my fans and friends. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm literally wondering because there's so many questions I have about my comedy career in general, like why I could never get an agent, no matter how big I got, no matter how much press I got, no matter how, how, what a range of talent I showed, I couldn't even get a conversation with an agent. I got disrespected by a couple, um, dismissed by several, uh, but never could have like a conversation, a planning, you know, just, just even, even to feel like moving along there's nothing and then when i do a special taping it's like my friends and fans who can make it seem to treat it like i guess i'll wait till the last minute if i have nothing else going on 
which is weird because obviously, you know, I'm still a humble, easy to communicate with comedian. I don't, I don't play big, I own big time people. I fucking shit on you if you say something stupid about my comedy, but I don't big time anybody. But it's, but at the same time, is it like, would it be better if I created some sort of aloof, you don't know me kind of persona. So it's like, Oh my God, jail, the mysterious giant comedian. He's doing a special. We must get tickets now. But instead you create a, you cultivate a sort of, Hey jail. I'm a big fan of his. Okay, cool. Go on a show. Nah, there'll be another show. There might not be another show. <laughs> the career might be over. So yeah, May 14th, get the tickets at my website. May 22nd. If you are anywhere, uh, between Allentown and Philadelphia, uh, I'm at the Sellersville Theater, May 22nd. It's a Sunday evening, uh, but it's a nice theater. I'm doing it with a couple of comics, so it'll be a good chunk of, of time for me in a nice event space. Ticket link for that is on my website. Um, and then the only other thing is uh, right now is the shows in, in uh, Boston in July. So if, if you're near any of those shows, please scoop up tickets now. And if you're not, obviously the Patreon is going to be uh, – you know, I'm enjoying it. I like, I like the feeling of, of giving dedicated fans more stuff. And because of the way I am, I don't want it to just be like, Hey, I drew a picture of a flower and I posted it exclusively to Patreon. No, I want to create like the stuff you like and make some of it and some of the new stuff exclusive. And so far the reaction to what that, what I've put up so far is good. And, And like I said, early access to the Joel Osteen sketch on Wednesday. So hopefully that's, that motivates you to, to try out at least a month, if not just sort of sign up. If I'm, I, I hope I'm reminding a lot of you and not, like I said, bothering you about it, but I hope you're going, all oh, right, JL's Patreon's up now. Cause if you're a fan of mine, I think you'll be a fan of the stuff and you can't really beat four bucks a month. That's, that's, I made it intentionally low in the hopes of attracting, um, you know, more fans. So, there's that stressed about the special really becoming a nightmare to be around. Um, so I hope when, when the special's done, I just, I just want it to be, I want it. I didn't think that my comedy would be the rock solid a plus part of it. I hoped it would be, but I, I took for granted that it would be the other stuff would just happen without a problem. And I hope on this one it does, but I hate going into it. Like, cause that's another, you know what I mean? That's another fear of like another angle of stress that's out of my control. Like you, you want to just be worried about the things you can control and go, okay, I got this good material. I crushed it the first time. This is going to be a little bit of a different set anyway. So just go out there and fucking crush it like you can. But then in the back of your mind, you're like, well, I did my part. <laughs> And now I have to hope again. I did, but I didn't have to hope the first time is the point. Because I, I, you don't hope that a camera works. You're just like, well, yeah, the camera works. Like, I just have to do my thing. And, you know, so um, it's just it's just more evidence, though, that maybe I'm not... A comedian that's been ready to headline for a decade... can't headline for nine of those years and then when when he blows up he gets less fewer bookings and fewer returned emails than before he was big i don't know i i don't think i can mentally handle much more of this at this level 
because this is not the level I belong at. Plain and simple. Like on, on every metric, this isn't the level I belong at, but it's where I am and I don't like it anymore where I'm at. So let's just hope for the special to crush and get the platform it deserves. Um, and beyond that, uh, good luck, ladies, with America. Um, you know, but I lay this at the feet of obviously the Trumpers and the and the 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 the, the apathetic deserve a lot of blame on this one, and the people who would always say, "Well, it's not going to be. Well, it's not going to be. Well, it's not." You know that that lazy. <laughs> Uh, uh, that condescending laziness, I think, is how I would say of of so many people like, yeah, they're going to overturn. Re OK, like the condescension justifies your political inaction, you know, like cynicism instead of like intellectual rigor, like posing as a cynic uh, in place of deeper knowledge is kind of like th th those are the people probably to blame. And. I, I respect, uh, you know, I know I have some Facebook friends that I used to get into it in 2016 that loved Bernie, that loved, and it was always the ones where I said, you can shit on Clinton all you want, you can love Bernie all you want, as long as you vote for Hillary over Trump, you, you, you may not even be wrong, I'm not agreeing, but I'm saying you can do all that as long as you show up, like, as long as you show up for game time. I can respect your opinion. I can respect that you're not a fan of a certain politician. But when, when faced with a Trump, uh, or a or a not to a much lesser extent, but a W. Bush, you know the Ralph Nader vote, you know the Jill Stein vote, or the the or the non vote, it's it's kind of on you. And now the things, and that's not even counting things like climate change and stuff like that. Like, it's so irresponsible to vote Republican right now. Now, that said, if you're a hardcore pro-life person of integrity, I can, I can respect that. I'm, I, just, I know some of you can't, but obviously my background, both personally and religiously, there's no way I'm going to, like, if, if, it's, if it's a position of integrity and not just some sort of misogyny political misogyny which i'm sure there are people listening to me right now who go yeah that's what i think it is period i don't need your other excuses that's fine i i can respect that perspective as well but um i don't even know what the fuck i'm saying but it's a it's a it's a, a weird night a weird night so i still managed to gripe about my comedy career but um i did end the last episode that i deleted i said so come on board this Titanic of a comedy career, because after watching my special, finally, I have definitely hit an iceberg. And the question now is, will I be an old whore with jewels on a door or a dead DiCaprio? So my heart will go on, but my comedy career might not. I think that's exactly how I ended the last episode. And I thought, wow, that was very funny to end a very dreary episode with some, some real Titanic analogy bars. But um, yeah, I'm thankful that you listened to this. If that's all you can muster or all you can do, it still shows an interest in something beyond Trump. It shows uh, an interest in my wit or me as a person and 
those um, as much as I complain and I'm always making the hard sell for stuff, I appreciate that too. So maybe I don't say thank you enough to uh, just, you know, my casual but 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 consistent supporters. But I do hope um, more than anything is live shows, you know. Uh, so the special taping, seller, it's only three right now and it's only East Coast, but it's, you know, they're all big for me. So the special, May 14th in New York, um, Sellersville on the 22nd in Pennsylvania, and uh, Boston, City Winery on July 15th. So all ticket links are on my website. And then if you either can already do that and want to support more, or if this is a reminder, or if you're not in the city where I'm at, but, you know, want to engage and see, you know, the different amounts of content I'm going to be trying to, trying to deliver exclusively, uh, you can do a lot worse in this world than four bucks a month for for what I'm going to be putting out. So hope hope to see some of you or a lot of you uh, joining up. Uh, best of luck, women uh, out there. I don't know how many I have that are you know young, poor, and in faux Christian states, but uh, good luck to them uh, because this is whether you're pro life, whether you're pro life or pro choice or, uh, you know, whatever the, whatever the other side will call anti-choice. I do think, um, what is, what is the pro-life, like the pro-abortion movement or whatever? You know, what, nobody's pro-abortion, but okay. Um, I mean, maybe some people are, but uh, I don't know. I'm tired, to be honest, but uh Thanks to Pete Dominic, who gave me a dose of perspective yesterday, and uh, sadly, the Supreme Court delivered a dose of perspective to me today. So it'd be nice to get some perspective and have it be good. Perspective is always bad. Like, it's always, it's always delivered bad. It's like, God, I had a bad day at work. Well, look at that kid with a bullet hole in his head. Now does work seem so bad? <laughs> like, you never get perspective where it's good. It's like, I had an okay day at work. And they're like... An okay day. <laughs> I don't even know. I guess. I guess. Per se, it's always something to bring you back, like to level you off. But nobody ever levels you. You 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 see what you you get what I'm saying, listener. I think where it's always just like oh, I had a bad day, and nobody ever says. I don't even know how that would work. To be honest, how would it work to get? Like, I'm having a bad day. Does anybody ever, ever, I guess the reverse would be like, I'm having a great day. You're having a great day. Look at this guy. He won the lottery and is having a, a threesome with, with uh, two attractive women who aren't coming to mind in my tired brain. Oh, I guess I'm not having that great a day. I guess that's the, nobody ever gives that, pers that's not perspective, I guess, but nobody ever does that, right? It's always, ah, oh, today sucked. Today sucked. This homeless guy is getting raped right now. And you think your day sucked? Okay, thank you for the perspective. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, my special went really well. Your special went well. Well, Bo Burnham's won a bunch of awards. You're right, my special sucked. Thanks for the perspective. <laughs> you never get that kind of perspective. Anyway, I'm becoming delusional, and I have to go to bed soon. Um because I'm a big boy with a day job and I have to pack my lunchbox. I don't. I work in a home office right now. So 
Um, oh, yeah, and I guess Wednesday, not I guess, Wednesday I'm going to the book party for Jonathan Martin and uh, Alexander Burns of the New York Times uh, for their new book, This Shall Not Pass. So hopefully I'll be able to regale you guys with stories about hanging out with the Democratic and the left-wing media elites. And uh, I just hope uh, they save some baby's blood for me at the party. So on that note, guys, thank you for listening. Um, weird, weird. Yeah, you got a little bit of my Catholic and legal, slightly left-wing perspective on the Supreme Court. And then um, you can infer or uh, what, I, what happened with the special. But I just have to say, plain and simple, I should have known the day after the special. That it was, and I know that would have been, um, I probably would have quit comedy to be honest if I had found out the day after because I had said on this podcast, if there was, if there's a technical error, I'll take that as a sign from God that I should stop doing comedy, and I really think I would have been in a position to do that, to take that seriously, and to like quit comedy um, rather than keep pursuing it. But but it was, I should have been told that day, and I don't know why I wasn't, and that 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 to put it lightly, confusion in my mind about why I wasn't told is also stressing me out. Like, am I, what else am I not being told? Am I like, what, what is this? What are we doing here? Like, um, so if you're a praying type, pray for a good show on May 14th. If you're a ticket buying type, for Christ's sakes, buy your tickets. And if you're neither, check out the Patreon or just uh, have a good week. We'll keep it positive. Whatever you choose to do, have a great week, stay safe, and uh, I will see you next Tuesday. Black is black is black.